At the Star Trek 2013 convention, diehard fans of the sci-fi series embarked on a mission to where no man had gone before, a quest to assemble the definitive ranking of every Star Trek film from best to worst. While the completed list held few surprises, with movies like Wrath of Khan and First Contact rising to the top, and others like The Final Frontier and Into Darkness scraping the bottom, one highly ranked movie stood out like a sore tentacle. A 1999 comedy that was not only outside the Star Trek canon completely, but actively and relentlessly satirized both the series and its fandom. How could such a movie, which could have easily been shunned by Trekkies for its sideways take on their beloved franchise, instead be so embraced as to make it on their list of all-time greats? And what will become of this list? Is it perhaps worthy of being put on a flash drive, placed on V'ger and launched into space for the xenomorphs to find, watch, and finally be converted into good little aliens? We're the two gomers, we're talking Galaxy Quest, and this is Perfect Movie. Welcome everybody to Perfect Movie, a podcast hosted by two regular guys who went from couch to marathon, and now they're making their way back to the couch again. This is Anthony speaking, one of those two aforementioned gomers coming to you from Atlanta, Georgia, Joined, as always, by my friend Steven, all the way out in Flagstaff, Arizona. Hey, dude. How's it going, man? Do the do the aliens in this, what are they called? The Thermians? Thermians. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Do, they, do they have any greeting? Like, do they have Nerd. like a... <laughs> that's it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we were just at um, galax- Galaxy's Edge. Oh, yeah. Right? Yep. And they ha- they say bright suns okay. when you come in. Hmm. Um. So I was I, I I forgot to look like if I should greet you in some sort of certain way. Yeah, but I I think they so they base you know their language their culture uh-huh. on us. Well, on this the the historical documents, right? <laughs> um, sorry, you know what? We're not going to try to do that too much because it's super dumb. Might be grading. <laughs> <laughs> when when has that stopped us before? <laughs> True. Um, but so like I'm I I just rewatched it this morning. Yeah. And I think they say like greetings. I think you know, they I, say I, I didn't, greetings. I, I, yeah. Greetings. It's it's that kind of special <laughs> tone. Yeah. Yeah. Which which we, which was yeah. happening like a couple episodes back when you would like when you belch really loud into the <laughs> mic and then made noise. It's like it's sort of like that where the there's this noise before they start talking and then they're like yes. after they're done, which yeah. I like. <laughs> That's one of my favorites, dude, is just like, they'll be like, they'll say something, they'll be like, Nyeh. you know, like a little <laughs> yeah. bonus punctuation, dude. It's so funny. <laughs> yeah. All great. I mean, I love these aliens. Um, yep. th- I mean, so this is like, I, I mean, if pe- li- listeners of the podcast now know we like love space movies. Right. Well, yep. I wonder how many we will have. Sci-fi, mm-hmm. space. So we have. Arrival, which isn't really a space movie. She doesn't right. go to space. It's an alien movie, though. Right. Um, and one day we'll get around to a Star Trek or a Star Wars movie. Mm-hmm. Like, because we so we have like some of the some of the heavy hitting. I mean, we did Jurassic Park. Yeah. You know, that's that's your top 10 yep. list like, yeah. of history. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think things like E.T., 
Star Trek Two, maybe. Yeah. Um, Empire Strikes Back, Back to the Future, like stuff like that is like in the future, maybe one day. Like we can't tackle those yet. So here's my theory. Oh, okay. I don't think you're ever gonna want to do those. <laughs> I don't think I'll. It's just like I haven't revealed my ultimate song to run to from the Two Gomers since season three. I still haven't done it. Right. Exactly. And so whenever I bring up one of those movies, yep, you're like too no, precious. No, let's do Galaxy Quest instead. Let's do Sneakers <laughs> instead. <laughs> just too precious. Um. Yep. See, it's it's the Halloween candy thing. You okay. Know, it's like you save it forever. Mm-hmm. until it goes bad and then you don't even get to eat it so or, or like the roller skates from home alone 2 the, you know like the, the roller the, blades right yeah <laughs> it's it's just it's just too good to do and then you don't do it i hope it doesn't have i would love to do et someday um oh we'll, we'll do et we'll do yeah. ET. star wars yeah. makes me more nervous yep um totally but okay star trek though yeah. So Galaxy Quest, mm-hmm, which is our movie. For I the didn't day. realize that until like just this week that and maybe I'm just I don't know how I never figured this out that it's Star Trek mm-hmm. like Galaxy Star Quest Trek. Trek. I never even thought of that. Pretty good. Yeah, that that's pretty. Sm- so I don't know if there's another way to like I, it reminds me of when like my cousin and I saw the tr- the trailer for Deep Space Nine. Mm hmm. And I was like, dude, I heard about this Deep Star Six. Huh. <laughs> and and then it was like Deep Space Nine. I was like, I got two of the three words wrong. <laughs> At least you got deep. Uh-huh. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I feel like this is uh, doing Galaxy Quest is our way of doing a Star Trek movie. Yes, without There you go. Without the nervousness of screwing that up, which still uh-huh. amazes me that we started with Jurassic Park. Well, sort of. Right. We had right. we had recorded two episodes before that because we were so nervous about it <laughs> because these are like our golden geese. Right. We, we don't our sacred yep. cows. We're a little bit afraid yep. to even touch them. So that's why I like this doing Galaxy Quest, because then we get to talk about Star Trek a lot, which we also did in our alien results episode. So what does it even <laughs> right. matter? We're going to talk totally. about Star Wars and Star Trek all the time anyway. But it's nice to th- this is very adjacent. Right. I mean, this is very close yep. to Star Trek even like I said in the cold open to make it on Star Trek lists. Yeah. Oh, it is a Star Trek movie uh, without being a Star Trek movie. It's um, it plays perfectly uh, with both the original series, Star Trek. Mm-hmm. So like I'm a next generation guy. Totally. Like start like that's our, that's our Star Trek. Like who's your James Bond? Who's your <laughs> like, whatever, like my, our Star Trek Star Trek the next generation so I see a lot of like a lot of that stuff like you know the kid character mm-hmm. Will Wheaton yeah uh you know um and, and then I who, relate who's, who's the Sigourney Weaver character making fun of is that that um, that would be like Deanna Troy right yep or Definitely. Crusher but Deanna Troy was you know well she, you know, she had a very uh, an important role yeah um, but also she was or like who, who else like on uh Voyager the the Borg Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. The uh, d- um, seven of nine. Seven of nine. Yeah. Definitely. Yep. <laughs> I, I think her like bombshell, the, yep. the the riff on the bombshell is seven of nine. Right. Like, oh, yes. there's a sexy member of our crew. <laughs> right. Right. So <laughs> Do you I like think that this? is one of the things. Yeah. That really doesn't age well. Mm-hmm. We're we're gonna get into all this 
coming up in the in the when we talk about the show. But that's one of the things that definitely doesn't age well. Although she is so amazing, Gorney Weaver. I know. Incredible. Yes. Incredible. I, I I also love that this is our second Sigourney Weaver movie. Yep. And we and we've only done we've done less than ten movies and we've got Sigourney Weaver twice. Yeah. I mean she she is on. I mean, she's all over our list, right? Totally. I mean, we still have Dave to talk about that we're saving until oh the election time, where yes. she is just a genius in that movie. And then yep. and we haven't even talked about Ghostbusters yet. So another right. one I'm a, a little bit afraid to touch. And we don't have to worry about until Halloween. Right. Um, no, we're going to talk about that. We got the sequel coming out this summer, man. Oh, yeah, that's right. You're right. We got to talk about that sooner. Like, that's the thing is if there's if there's a sequel that's coming out, yeah. we'll do it. Like, they, it will force our hand to bring out one of our, what do you call them? Golden geese? <laughs> the sacred cows, whichever one. The sacred cows. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay. Real quick. I want to get to Galaxy Quest, but we got to okay. do some breaking yep. movie news. Beep, 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 okay. beep, 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 beep. Oh. Ooh, okay. Did, did you read this thing about Rick Moranis today? Uh, no. He is coming out of retirement. Wait, okay, yep. For the Honey, okay, I come. Shrunk the Kids sequel. Okay, you know what? Didn't Chad, like, text us about this? <laughs> yes. Okay, yes. I, I Now I now I remember reading it on a text thread. Yes, okay. That sounds awesome. Honey, I Shrunk the Kids, super important to me. A very important movie very. in my life. French um, class <laughs> just came out at the perfect time. And Rick Moran is a very important person to me, right? Like hmm. I, I can't think of a movie he's in that I don't like. Uh, he's, he's also all over yeah. our list, right? The reason I'm thinking yep. about it is if he's coming back for honey, I shrunk the kid, which is a strange choice, I think, but I'm super happy mm-hmm. about might yep. he also be cameoing in mm. the ghostbusters reboot. That that feels like a little bit that feels like a little bit too much to hope for. Um, but the Ghostbusters, the the Ghostbusters that's coming out this summer is a sequel. Mm -hmm. Like Bill, like Vankman is in it. Oh, dude. (laughs) So could Lewis Tully be in it? Who I dressed up for Halloween this year as? (laughs) Right. Yep. (laughs) I just like, and I just woke up this morning to pictures of Rick Moranis all over the internet and I was so happy. Mm. Oh man, I love it. Yeah. I loved Honey I Shrunk the Kids. Mm-hmm. That that was huge. Like, I mean, that could be on the list. Is that on the list? Uh, I've got it on my list. Um the ones that pop okay. for me right now are Ghostbusters, Honey I Shrunk the Kids, Spaceballs. Mm. Spaceballs, which is to Star Wars as Galaxy Quest is to Star Trek, right? Great. Yep, that's a that's exactly right. <laughs> um, and um, Little Shop, Little Shop of Horrors, which they're also rebooting. Um, really? Okay. I'm not happy about that. Okay. There are some reboots I'm happy about. That one feels very, very precious to me. A terrifying okay. movie to me when I was young that I have come to love dearly. <laughs> And and his best performance. And so I'm maybe that's it. If there's a reboot where I feel like you can't beat that performance, which is right. Rick Moranis in um <clears throat> I just said the name of the movie, now I can't remember it. Little Shop. Little Shop. Um mm-hmm. and Steve Martin in that movie too. Uh, that that mm-hmm. that's what makes me nervous. Uh hmm. so playing the same character. That's what I don't like. I like a reboot right. where it's like completely different characters or 
the characters are now old people. <laughs> I, I like that a lot. <laughs> right. Like what just popped to mind was like Ferris Bueller. Yep. You know, like you couldn't do that again. No. Yep. You're right. That perform like, the performance is too iconic. Yeah. It's too perfect. That said, they it's probably like, will. They probably will do that movie again. Dang it. Um, okay. You know, I actually, I don't really think you need a, a honey. I, so I love that he's coming out of retirement. I don't know that you need a honey. I shrunk the kids. Um, reboot that's so stinking good it's and so I lo- good and, and it's in that pocket where it's like yeah green screen and puppets yep mm. yep <laughs> like yeah. so much green screen in that movie and i just love the way it looks uh now everything's yep. going to be so cool and slick and yeah um but i actually i'll take rick moranis where i can get him maybe yep. in conclusion okay. i want more rick moranis um and i hope sigourney weaver also shows up in the Ghostbusters oh. sequel somehow. Oh. That would be sweet. That'd be great. I was just watching Blade Runner mm-hmm. and man, the voice sounded like the computer voice sounded like her. Yeah. She's got a great computer voice. Mm-hmm. <sighs> okay. Um, <laughs> Galaxy Quest. Yep. Uh, Star Trek. Star Trek <laughs> Galaxy Quest. Yeah, we get it now. Okay. So should I read the VHS the back of the VHS. Yes, please. Okay. Yep. Also, I love that I actually found the back of a VHS because right. it's this is still in the um, VHSs were still coming out, right? Right. We're in the yep. we're in the transition period. In fact, I think Galaxy Quest was the first DVD I ever got was The Matrix. Okay. But I think Same this. Year. Yep. I think this might be second or third DVD we ever bought. Okay. Galaxy wow. Quest. Um, okay. But I'm reading from the back of the VHS. It says real big on the top. Two thumbs up. <laughs> Which is weird because I think Siskel was dead by this point. But yeah. I think he died in 99 when I looked up current events for the one sheet. Really? He died in 99. Okay. Oh, actually, it says who they are. Roger Ebert and Harry Knowles. Oh, no. Oh, Harry Knowles huh. from Ain't It Cool News. Give me a break. Okay, two thumbs up. <laughs> One of those thumbs matters. It's Rogers. <laughs> okay, here's what it says. Um, for four years, the courageous crew of the NSEA Protector, Commander Peter Quincy Taggart, Tim Allen, Lieutenant Tawny Madison, Sigourney Weaver, and Dr. Lazarus, Alan Rickman. Just take a deep breath right there. What What about that cast, dude? That is amazing. <laughs> In incredible i can't wait to talk about tim allen okay wait set off on a thrilling and often dangerous missions in space and then their series was canceled (laughs) now 20 years later aliens under attack have mistaken the galaxy quest television transmissions for quote historical documents and beamed up the crew of has-been actors to save the universe with no script no director and no clue the actors must turn in the performance of their lives in this hilarious adventure jeffrey lyons calls quote the funniest wittiest comedy of the year hmm. honey it's good look it says it right here the funniest wittiest comedy of the year seriously it's gonna be so good no it's another star trek movie i don't like star trek no no look it's witty <laughs> and i'll tell you something else about this vhs these little dudes you know the little dudes in this movie the little mm-hmm. cgi guys 
Yep. All, all over the cover art of this VHS front and back. I mean, they are pushing these little cute alien green huh. guys who have those teeth. They're pushing them hard. Yep. They okay. they think for some reason this is going to be great for sales. So it'll it well maybe it like appeals to kids. Maybe. Yeah. Okay, so so let me go into that real quick. So okay. we like we were trying for the last week to get like a screening of this with our family. My mm-hmm. kids have not seen this yet. I have, okay. If the listeners don't know, I have an eight-year-old and a four-year-old uh-huh. who love like Star Wars currently. They're all about it. Love right. the Mandalorian. Well, the eight-year-old. No, actually, they haven't watched the Mandalorian. But okay. Baby they love Yoda, Baby Yoda. Yeah. With. Right. Just look up Goodnight Baby Yoda. Unbelievable 12-minute movie that somebody put together on YouTube. So good. Sweet. Anyways, we're trying to watch this. Mm-hmm. Um, never got... Never got the opportunity to get the family together. It's my wife's birthday. We're yeah. getting ready. They're going to Wisconsin. Um, and when so I finally got around to watching it because I was holding it sacred to watch with them. Yeah. Um, so I ended up just watching it by myself, which was kind of depressing, but also super fun and funny. Um, <laughs> but I was thinking about how they would react to the little guys. Yeah. Because they would be like, oh, like they would be right. making that sound for like, oh, like uh-huh. anytime they see something cute. Oh. You know they say I mean? that, yep. Yep, and then it would be just like Sigourney Weaver. It was like it. Yeah. And then they go like, and they get their teeth out and just like devour that bruised, So I, I think the gimmick, right, other the, one. the bit of that would have worked on your kids, which is like, that's the joke, right? They're little cute things, and then they bare their teeth, and they're scary. I, I, See, I, I think, okay, knowing my kids, yes. I think that would have backfired. Really? I think they're like, wait, what? No. Uh. <laughs> so like I, I, so what, so what I would do as a parent would prep them beforehand. Like these things, they're really cute, but they're super yucky. Great. That totally gets rid of like that movie's scary. Uh, like it, I didn't prep Lily enough that, that ET is sad. She won't watch it. Wow. I wish I had prepped her that it's sad. We'd be watching it all the time. Interesting. We can't watch ET. Yeah, this this prepping your kids at a certain age is something I'm deeply relating to. Okay. Where yep. you, you you're in that stage where it's 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 nerve wracking to watch a movie with kids that age that you haven't seen yet <laughs> because you're like, yeah. what should I have prepped them for? Which yes. character that they love is going to die in this movie that we're about yeah, to watch? Right. <laughs> <laughs> well, perfect example. Yeah. Is Sloth from Goonies. Okay. Yep. Like I had, I've had friends, great friends, were like, can't watch it because sloth is scary. Mm-hmm. We watched all the funny sloth stuff beforehand. Wow. Baby Ruth, Lily knew Baby Ruth years before watching the movie. Hey, you guys! I mean, hey, you hey, guys! Hey, you is guys! Like part of the vernacular before the movie is watched. <laughs> totally. Yeah. Yep. So when it, when when it's coming up, this weird creature in the basement, you're like, yeah. remember that sloth? He's so silly. Remember, hey, you guys! Yep. Came up amazing. Here Not he comes. Scary. You're gonna love him. Um. So prep. Th- that's a. It, that that is reminding me something of I think that's on that's on the one sheet, but okay. it's also on the back of this VHS thing, which is that this movie is PG. We're going to talk mm. about that a little bit more. Um, yep. Where you see the PG rating, you're like, oh, this will be great, but there's still stuff in a PG rating rated movie you've got to prep a certain age of kids yep. for. <laughs> right. And I think like the little baby. the little alien yeah. guys are the the perfect example of that. Like. Baby aliens eating other aliens. Yeah. Yep. You're going to think they're nice, but there's this funny thing where they're actually bad. Isn't that great? Right. And yep. they're like, oh, that sounds Perfect. funny. Then we can watch it. Yeah. The, the other, you could do the opposite, which I had thought of in my head too. Like 
like show them these characters be like these are so fun and to like mm-hmm. set it up that'd be like the meanest parent thing to do be like they're so cute <laughs> they're like, the new baby yoda you're gonna love these characters right. <laughs> that would be so mean um dude should we do the gomer one sheet yeah let's zip through this a little bit um the okay. the release date what about this release yep. date christmas day 1999 yeah, I, this is according to imdb yeah um and okay now I, I wrote this here one of the last movies of the millennia yeah so if y2k had happened mm-hmm. this truly could have been <laughs> the final movie released in theaters before the the world stopped <laughs> totally so did we okay let, let's 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 plot through this because i need to find out when i actually saw this because i went to the theater with you Okay. I know exactly what happened. Okay. Um, but let's let's plow through this real quick. Mm-hmm. Budget forty five million. Yep. Um, grossed at the box office ninety million. Great. Um, now this I love, dude. Okay, uh-huh. so I looked up awards. Yeah. So it won the Saturn Award. Have you heard of these? Yeah, they're like sci fi awards. Okay. Like sci fi so, specific movie awards, movie movie and media awards. So Tim Allen wins. <laughs> Tim Allen wins best the best actor Saturn Award. Okay, I've heard of these. I I was like, what is that? So I looked it up. Yeah. Uh, the um, the American Awards presented annually by the Academy of Science Fiction, Fantasy, and Horror Films. Right. Yeah. So yeah. my guess is that they were like, we don't get no respect at the Oscars, so we're gonna make up our own dang awards show. I think you're just right. I think that's probably exactly what happened. Like, I mean. <clears throat> Sci-fi movies, horror movies, fan, what is it? Sci-fi, fantasy, and horror. Th- those are yep. g- genre movies that aren't often recognized at the Oscars. Sure. Yep. I mean, we had Joaquin win a couple nights right. ago um, yep. for a super, well, a superhero movie. Is Joker yeah. a superhero movie? No, it's not, right? It's like an angsty Comic? a comic okay yeah it is a comic book movie okay so that's genre but that feels so rare and so i bet they're like let's just do our own yep (laughs) we want an award ceremony where galaxy quest gets some attention right we're we're like somebody that makes fun of us Uh in a beautiful way yeah ends up winning i love that (laughs) yeah me too um and it was nominated in like every category for that um but but i'm uh, sure yeah tim allen is the winner. I would have loved to find out who won in the other ones. Mm. Um, and other movies released around the same time. So here's, we, we haven't done any, have we done any late nineties, early aughts movies yet? Um, I'm, I'm looking at the list and I'm not seeing that we've done any. There's a lot on our list. 99 is another one of those years, dude, where it's like, what mm. a, what a year for movies. Yep. Oh yeah. I mean, we've got Toy Story 2, Fight Club, Sixth Sense, Matrix, mm-hmm. huge. Yep, Iron Giant. Phantom Menace, Iron Giant, yep. Um, now, I remember Menace. seeing Office Space. Yep. Yeah, okay, Phantom Menace. So we were probably super sad about, <laughs> like, space stuff. Yeah, so maybe Galaxy Quest comes out that at the exact right time for us and our malaise when it came yes. to the way that our precious <laughs> sci-fi things have been treated that year, right? Yep. Like we yep. needed to laugh after <laughs> Phantom Next Generation. Menace. Right. 
Um, Next Generation had been done, I think, for two years at this point. Okay, so there interesting. Wasn't, like my main, I mean, I think Deep Space Nine was going on. Yeah, Voyager. Yep. Um, but honestly, Next Generation is the last one that I really, really watched. Like yeah. every episode of. Yeah, I remember um really loving Voyager at first. I really liked the concept. Mm-hmm. Right, they were just they had beamed like wasn't the concept that they had they were so far away that they'd basically never get back. Yep. And so Voyager are, was yeah. like in in these uncharted areas. But you're right. I never stuck with it like I did. Um, well, actually, I would say the movies, Star Trek movies, were my Star Trek. Yep. Yep. You were a movie, a total movies dude. Definitely. Yeah. Voyager is the thing where it's like starts with a crazy premise. Mm-hmm. And those are those are difficult things to serialize because right. like every single episode is a, like, are we going to get back now? And at some point you just need to like stop talking about that yeah you need to actually just do a show that's interesting right right yep (laughs) yeah um okay rotten tomatoes 89 percent. i think it was actually at one point in the 90s okay um i had heard but when i looked it up because i had heard somebody say it was 90 in the 90s but 89 still great well it was in the Um, 90s 1999 (laughs) oh 99 percent, 99 99 years and 99 uh, um and dude let me close with this yes um, other cast choices, uh huh, which I just think is unbelievable, is were Kevin Klein. Okay, I like that actually. Uh, oh, that could have been I another think... Dave situation. Kevin Klein and Sigourney Weaver Dude. back again. There. Okay, who directed Dave? Um, not Harold Ramis. Who's the other dude that directs all those? Keep Ew. talking. Oh, Ivan, Ivan Reitman. Ivan Reitman. Right. Yep. Okay. I was thinking maybe it was Harold Ramis. So Harold Ramis originally was on board for this movie. I, I read about this. That That is crazy and wonderful. And I wish he had done it. That sounds, yeah, astounding. Um, and he really, really, really didn't want Kevin, uh, sorry, um, Tim Allen. And that's when he walked because the studio wanted Tim Allen. He was like, no way. He wanted either Alec Baldwin or Kevin Klein, uh-huh. um, which also I think Alec Baldwin could be, I don't know. Alec Baldwin would would have been so funny. I like like, that. Yeah, I like that casting. Think about 30 Rock or Uh think about like a combo of like 30 Rock, um, Hunt for Red October. Like (laughs) (laughs) which Alec Baldwin was he in 99, right? Was he was he the action hero Alec Baldwin or was he the affable? uh, Nope. You know, 30 Rock yet. No, but he was there's like Pearl Harbor ish. Oh, right. Like now he's playing adult roles. Uh huh. Yeah, I see. You know, like, like he's playing the guy above the Ben Affleck, you know, like the, the, <laughs> yeah, the right. generation yep. telling him what to do. Uh huh. Yeah. Hmm. Um. OK, interesting. I, I That would have been fun. I think Um. what I read was that Sigourney Weaver really wanted Tim Allen. Huh. OK, why? That's interesting. Uh, we, let, let, let's let's okay. watch the trailer. All right. And then and then let's talk I really want to talk about Tim Allen. <laughs> okay. Cuz I, I don't wait. All right. I know he's he is not on many of our movie lists so this is our chance okay. to talk Tim Allen. Okay. Good. Let's Good. do it. Yeah. Man, where the hell is he? An hour and a half late. They're going to start eating each other out there. Whew. Your commander is on deck. 
For years, never give up, never surrender. The cast of Galaxy Quest have played the same parts. Never give up, never surrender. By Thor's hammer, by the sons of Warband, I shall avenge you. I will say that stupid line one more time. Their careers were bravely going by Thor's hammer. Nowhere. What a savings. Until their biggest fans. I must say that standing here in your presence is the greatest honor we could ever have hoped to achieve. Requested a command performance. Hey, where's my limo? We have studied every facet of your missions and strategies. We are actors, not astronauts. You will save us. That was a hell of a thing. This Christmas. Laredo, take us out. You gotta move to the right. Would you sit your ass down? You wanna drive this thing? They're not just acting like heroes. The whole thing was just a misunderstanding. They must become heroes. They look like little children. Hi, little guy. DreamWorks Pictures presents Tim Allen, Sigourney Weaver, Alan Rickman, Galaxy Quest. You're just gonna have to kill it. We'll go for the mouth to throw his vulnerable spots. He's a rocket that not any vulnerable spots. All rise. Hey, Galaxy Quest stands accused as being a perfect movie. Let's hear all about it. Oh, jeez. I'm going to put this LaCroix on ice. Oh, yeah. You're pouring the LaCroix into a cup of ice. Dude, I didn't have wow. any cold ones. Fancy. I bet that guy, the bailiff, loves Tim, Tim Allen. Don't you think? I mean, he is a Tim, Tim oh. Allen fan. Oh, 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 oh. <laughs> totally. Totally. You know what? Okay. Are you ready for this? Uh-huh. I'm ready. Oh, you I'm know ready. what? Hold on. You need to explain because because our podcast is like people listen to just maybe one episode here, one episode there. Why don't you explain to people real quick what we're actually doing here? Yeah. So uh, this is a podcast called Perfect Movie. <laughs> right. The way it works is me and Anthony pick a movie we love, which Galaxy Quest, dude, I love this movie. Love it. Um, yep. And we act as its defense counsel and present evidence. We each get two exhibits Mm -hmm. in order to prove to you, the listener, and one another that today's movie, Galaxy Quest, is indeed perfect. We uh, talk through the movie. We're going to do that today. Uh, And then when we feel like we have our exhibit A, B, C, D, we chunk in like so. We present our evidence and then we continue to talk through the movie. When we're done... We give it to you, the listener, to act as judge, jury, and possibly executioner. You vote if it gets a 75% yes, and we each vote yes. It goes on the perfect movie list (laughs) (laughs) that gets put on a flash drive, put onto V'ger, launched into space, hopefully to be intercepted by the xenomorphs from Alien, who will watch this list of wonderful movies and be converted into good little (laughs) alien boys and girls. Good. Okay. 
Um, so that said, dude. Yep. What the heck? Is that a real chunk to, chunk? That's a real chunk chunk. I need to chunk in right away because I know right right what we're talking about because we just left about to talk about Tim Allen. Okay. Okay. So the reason that I think Galaxy Quest is a perfect movie, Exhibit A, is the cast. Wow. The casting. Yep. I agree with you. This is great. It's I mean, just, what a cast. Yep. Yeah. The the ca- I mean, we just listened to the trailer and your 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 headphone was out, so you didn't yeah. hear what I said, but it was like Tim Allen, boom, like a bing, Sigourney Weaver, bing, and then like Alan Rickman, what, bing? How you know? in the world? How in the world did they get Alan know. Rickman? Yep, all of these people. I mean, I mean, all the way down the list to like Dwight Schrute from The <laughs> Office, Rain Wilson. Yep, yep. Justin Long, the Mac guy who plays the part of me in high school. Um, <laughs> Justin Long as Anthony George. <laughs> same haircut. <laughs> You're totally right, dude. That is the He's same. Like, you, he looks just like you. Dude, Justin Long is me. And then the guy he calls for like his phone a friend is like Stephen Nichols. Mm-hmm. Yes, definitely. Like, you got to call the guy that actually really like this dude knows a lot. And then uh-huh. he's got to call the ultimate. Yep. You know um, and I love it when he's like, get online, dude. <laughs> so amazing. Get online. And it's like, um, it, it's almost like uh, you've got mail level graphics yep. we're seeing on their totally. computer. Right. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Yeah. The cast is great. Can we talk a little bit about Tim Allen? Yep. Um, that's I knew we were going to do that. So that's why I just came right out with it right away. Yeah. And actually, we can start talking through the movie because um, great. The, the way that it opens is actually, and I love it when a movie that's about a different movie, like a movie within mm. a movie or a play within a play. Um, yep. I think I think Three Amigos does this also, where you actually start on that show within the movie, and so that's how this mm, movie starts, okay. right? We see the classic Galaxy Quest classic TV show. It's it's like final episode or something is playing, right? Yeah. And it's the three four, right? You get a smaller yeah. version of it, which my yeah, boys were like, like "Is this film. how?" The... <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> yeah, it's like it looks like a TV show. It's great. Yes. Yep. Yep. And Tim Allen's got that mullet. Um. Okay, so I need to talk about that. Okay. Um. Okay. Wait. So your boys, they were they were thinking though that uh, that's the way the whole thing was going to be. Sorry, it, yeah, it was going to be a smaller um aspect ratio. Right. Got which it. which is a great I mean it's it's a great gimmick also, right? They pull that on yep. you where you think, oh man, this doesn't look very good. It's kind of a Wizard totally. of Oz type thing where then you get the full vision of the world that you're in and they're actually just watching this episode at I don't know what it's called, QuestCon maybe. This yeah. The Star Trek <laughs> convention ripoff. Right. Um, so Tim Allen to me, dude. Yeah, he, I don't know. I don't know if it's if it's the the home improvement thing. Mm-hmm. Um, we're a little bit old. Wh- when was home improvement out? Okay, I looked this up. Home improvement went from ninety one okay. to ninety nine. So this movie came out right after home improvement was done. Okay, got but it. It went through. I mean, for us, that was middle school. We were the perfect age. I loved home improvement dude why <laughs> why did i love home improvement so much i don't know that 
that was something you could watch with the family. Right. Um, we loved the cut scenes at the end, like mm-hmm. the gag reel, yep. like the funniest thing. That we used to talk about like how amazing would it be to go to like a filming of that. Yeah. Um, so, so I don't know if it's like the time, if it's like the show, but for some reason, Tim Allen is like my dad, dude. Interesting. Yeah. Like Tim Allen, he looks like my dad. He looks like your dad in this movie in particular. Totally, dude. It's like vintage my dad then. You know what I mean? <laughs> and and I would say your your dad in my memory forever. Yeah. Dude, totally. <laughs> That's like what my dad will always be is exactly that. Yeah, I didn't I didn't make that connection, but if, if I were to say who does Tim Allen remind me of? It would a hundred be a hundred percent be Mr. G, your dad. Yep. Um, yep. And he was your dad was also so like omnipresent in my life because <laughs> listener, if you don't know, Anthony's dad was our band teacher in high school. Um, yep. And so it was the same sort of thing. Like everywhere you look, there's Tim Allen. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and everywhere you look, there's your dad. <laughs> right. Running the ship. Right? Totally. Yeah. So I loved. I was a huge Tim Allen fan because I loved Home Improvement. Okay. I, I, I would say I would have listed it in like m- my favorite shows. If somebody uh, were to have okay, cornered yeah. me in middle school, like what's your favorite show? I might've said Home Improvement. Middle school. Yep. Definitely. Yeah. We, we never missed that one. Um, Some of his history is amazing. Like I think he spent like five years in jail. Yeah, I, I, I he was a stand-up comic, then went to jail, and then yep. like ABC hires him for um, Home Improvement. It is a huge hit. Everybody's uh-huh. watching the show. Yep. Then, I, I guess because ABC is bought out by Disney, then kind of Disney owns him, and so you've got yeah. him showing up in in like a like opposite. Tom freaking Hanks in Toy Story. Oh, right. Yeah. Yep. Like the two leads of Toy Story are Tom uh-huh. Hanks and Tim Allen still. <laughs> that That's is unbelievable. <laughs> um, and then uh, Disney's like, well, why don't we have you do this little Santa Claus movie? Mm-hmm. That's a huge hit. So so mm-hmm. Galaxy Quest is between Santa Claus and Santa Claus 2. I looked it up. Okay. All right. So he is really at the peak of his career here. Oh, um, he's white hot. Totally. Wasn't he? He had the number one book, the number one show, and the uh-huh. number one movie. Right. All like the only person that's ever had that at, this, at the same time. Yeah. And we're talking about, we're not talking about Tom Cruise or Tom Hanks here. We're talking about Tim right. Allen, which is right. like when I read that thing where Sigourney Weaver was like, I want to know Harold Ramis. I want to work with Alan Rickman and Tim Allen. It's a dream of mine. <laughs> <laughs> and then Harold Ramis walks away from the movie because of that. I'm like, dang, w- what a different time. Now, Tim Allen is still, yep. I mean, Tim Allen is on a show right now, which I can't even remember the name of. Last Man Standing. Right, Last or Man Standing. That is yep. 10 seasons in. Last, huh. it's, it's, yep. la- it's lasted longer than Home Improvement. Hmm. And so he's still... He's still a hot commodity for a certain... I mean, there's all this kind of politics that goes into it. Like, I guess he's a Republican and people don't like that or something. I don't know. Um, Oh, is he? I didn't even know that. Yeah, there's some sort of like he got canceled on one network and another bought him up or something. The show. Uh, Really? Yeah. 
But I'm telling you, 99, that's like, that's peak Tim Allen. Man. Yep. So good. It's like he, he perfectly fits like, so he, he knows his, his limitations, right? Right. Like he's not, he's not like an unbelievable, um, like actor. Mm-mm. Like he's, he's a, he's a comedian. He's a comedian, right? I mean, I he's, he, he's not as bad of an actor as Jerry Seinfeld. <laughs> It's right. Like, no, he the thing. No, he is a good actor, though. Like he does like, man, the scene when he has to break it to Malthazar or whatever the dude's name is. Yep. Yeah. Um, that it's all a lie. Yep. Uh, that's a, that's a great. It's that's a great, great acting. Yeah. And I actually yep. think he's perfectly cast as Buzz Lightyear. I, mm. I think he that is who he is. Right. And so um, th- that uh, thank goodness he was hot when toy story came out because that that casting is amazing. Um, yep. So I do think he's an actor in a way that other comedians aren't like Seinfeld. Yes. Who's kind of right. always sort of laughing at himself or something where you're like, just he kind of be, being himself. He's right. just being himself. That's all he does. Same with Larry David. Same thing. Amazing uh-huh. at being themselves. So funny. Yep. And then if you see them act in anything else, which I mean, Jerry Seinfeld has, he does do voice acting. He was in B movie or whatever. It's just not good. Oh yeah. Um, mm. And Larry David has done a couple movies where he's just like, like he did a Woody, Woody Allen movie, and he's just not very good. But when they're themselves, it works great. Okay, I have not seen that Woody Allen movie. Is that old? Uh, it, it's not worth seeing. It's not very okay. good. I saw Sour Grapes. Okay, right. Which is basically just another Curb Your Enthusiasm episode. Exactly. Yep. And so that was like, here, I, j- I guess I'll just be Larry David in this also. <laughs> <laughs> he just yeah, makes me laugh so hard. Tim Allen's pretty good, um, but he's not, I mean, he'll win a Saturn. He won't win an Oscar. How about that? Like, Right. Yeah, that's what, that's what I mean. Like, yep. and I think from what I've heard, <laughs> what I've heard other people say mm-hmm. is like, he isn't like pretentious in that way about his acting like hello yeah now i think though there was some um some of the way that he was there um you know like white hot i think Uh some of that was on the set maybe and i had heard like maybe alan rickman and him butted heads a little bit actually almost similarly to the way they portray it on screen yeah which probably worked to their advantage for making the movie work totally like okay so so let's talk about Let's talk about Alan Rickman real quick. Okay. I don't know how we're going to do this going through the movie. <laughs> well, um, let, let's talk through. And then when we feel like we get to the the best Alan Rickman moment, let's talk about him. How about that? Well, no, here we are. We're at the very beginning. Okay. So we're at the beginning of the movie. They're at Galaxy Con. Yep. Wh- whatever it's called. Yep. Um, do they? I don't even. I think, I think Quest, they do call Quest it Quest Con at some time. Right. Because <laughs> they want to keep the trek and quest Got thing going so you're right they're yep. there they're in the back room yep. and the whole yep. crowd is chanting like bring out the crew or something like that yeah. uh yeah and so in the back in the dressing room is sigourney weaver as tawny madison yep Tawny, blonde mm-hmm. enhanced bosom i read <laughs> <laughs> yeah. well she so she's got a wig um which i uh, had had heard that she um she actually would leave the set with it on because she just liked the way it looked so much. I read this too. She would go and look at herself in the mirror. 
<laughs> just stand there looking at herself in the mirror. What like, a great story. Mm, mm, mm. I am out of here. I'll see y'all later. <laughs> like, I'm gonna I've, go. got, I've yeah. got an appointment with the mirror. <laughs> You're like, I'm going to go get my new driver's license. Can I borrow my wig from yeah. Galaxy Quest? Yep. So she is enhanced in several ways. But mm-hmm. but she here's why I, you were saying it doesn't age well. I, I, I agree with that in theory, but she seems to be enjoying it so much. Yep. Um, Got it. That that there's something endearing about that for me. Like the, the things that I've read is she's just like the parts I usually play are like Ripley. Yeah. Right. Like super serious or like hardcore. Right. And so when she yep. gets to play comedy, which I think she's great at, uh, yep. she just fully engages and she's like, this is this is a great moment for me to just have a little bit of fun in a lot of different ways. And so um, and she knows the thing that she's making fun of. Yep. which which I think helps with that. So you've got her, you've got um oh, okay, I need to bring out the Gomer one sheet. Um Alan you've got oh, Sam Rockwell. Sam Rockwell, who I only knew as Guy for a long time, even though he's a famous actor. Whenever yep, I'd see I, him I'd be I, like, "Oh, that's Guy from Galaxy Quest." See, I well, yeah, like that guy, right? Uh-huh. <laughs> Which is <laughs> right. exactly. We used to have so many conversations about that guy. Mm-hmm. Like Sherm, we figured out is is the that guy. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Um, but uh, but I see. I always thought of him also as um the Green Mile, the oh, Green Mile guy. Yes, you're right. Which was That's out good. at this exact same time in theaters. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, kind of like the beginnings of this dude. So even he's really popping right then, right? I mean, they just mm-hmm. kind of stumbled into this amazing cast i feel like yep. daryl mitchell who plays tommy i don't i don't recognize him from anything else i don't think um yeah i don't either is back there and then tony shaloub oh. who's just this one of my favorite character actors right i mean he's whenever yep. he's in a movie i'm loving it he is brilliant so he was supposed i never i never thought about this as like a kid or like a college student mm-hmm. well <laughs> college student how did we not think of this yeah because we weren't this but he was just a stoner. He was supposed to be a stoner. Um, <laughs> he plays it like that. And I noticed this watch through that. At one point, somebody asks him about that. Like, are you <laughs> stoned? Yeah. Okay. I didn't notice this until my last watch through. Okay. But like when they go, when they're on that, that they're going on an away mission down to the, down to the planet. Right. He had, you know, he's eating like a little snack. Uh-huh. He's like always eating something. <laughs> he's always and snacking. And like when yep. he left the dinner that they eat, he has a a doggy bag really food and so when they're on the away mission he still has that doggy bag too (laughs) that same doggy bag that's great so he's just bringing food with him yep and then sitting down being grumpy with a weird head prosthetic right Mm -hmm. is franz gruber himself (laughs) severus snape yep trained british um, theater actor Alan Rickman. Yep, just like I'm better than this. Yeah, right. He's so you know, like, you know how we were talking about how Bill Murray was playing himself in Groundhog Day. Yeah, I feel like yep. th- that's happening here. It, he slips into sure. this role so well because I wonder if this is how he feels about his life. Huh. Yeah. Okay. So, um, I had heard that he really loathed sci-fi mm-hmm. 
And so like that is what made he was like, that is why I want to be in that movie, because I think it'll be perfect uh-huh. because like I hate that kind of stuff. Wow. And so to have somebody that really doesn't like that be in it, yep. kind of like making fun of it, but like in the end, kind of like embracing it uh-huh. sort of thing. Yeah. Um, Yeah. So he's he's oh, man. Tim Allen comes in. It's like, is he freaking out again? And it's like they all know. Mm-hmm. They, they all know, know. This it's about like, him. He's done this. I was, who, who was he? I was, uh, whatever. I played King Lear. He yelled out, he lists yeah. all these Shakespearean roles he had. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and they all know the lines that he's going to say right there. All mouthing it along with go. him. Yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, so the, the, I mean, your, your first piece of evidence, I think just immediately, yep. just the way they're playing off of each other. They, they seem to be, they seem to have worked together for a long time. You buy that right away. Yeah, uh, and they ha- they have a history with one another. It's really good. Yep, great cast carries the movie. Ever there there isn't there isn't anybody that you're like this wasn't this wasn't a good performance. Right, all the way down to the kid Justin Long, his first big movie. Um, Rain Wilson's yep, first White. movie, I think. Yeah, Rain Rain Wilson's genius in it. Yeah, I agree. Totally. He doesn't have a huge part, and I wish he had a little bit bigger. And so did my boys when we watched it together. They were like, yes. "We want more Dwight." Um, yep. But what he does is great. You get you, your eyes drawn to him when he's in, in the frame, even though he has the same haircut as everybody else. <laughs> totally. I love those so bowl cuts, dude. I know. I know. Awesome. Okay, so they're at this convention. They end up going out. It's very obvious that people love them, uh, but it's also very yep. obvious that the cast of galaxy quest the tv series themselves is a little bit weary about this um the 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 convention itself i think is maybe my favorite part of the movie Mm. so why don't i just chunk in okay um because here's here's the big swing it takes that i think it connects on is that it's it's this movie is satirizing star trek yep it's parodying the um, the nerd culture, right? Convention yep. culture. Um, yep. But you never get the idea that the people that are making the movie are mean spirited about it. Yep. There's this like loving. So they meet. They meet the nerds, right? Right. The nerds come up. It's Justin Long. It's it's all the typical nerds, right? There's a bigger nerd with glasses. There's a little kid yep. nerd, and then there's kind of the one girl nerd. Um, <laughs> and from the beginning, you are on the nerd's side. I'm going to call him the yeah. nerd. I don't mean to. Uh, I don't mean to be disparaging about it, but that's what there's. They're the trope, right? The nerdy trope. Yep. Um, right. You know that these are the good guys, mm-hmm. and you care about them because I think the filmmakers care about them. The writers care about them. The writers probably yeah. were them. <laughs> Right. Or are them. Yeah. Yep. Um, And then there's a scene in the bathroom where Tim Allen's going to the bathroom. And then there are like these bullies kind of like, can you believe that they've obviously paid to be at quest con so they could come and make fun of people. Yes. Right. And there's no doubt in our minds that those are the bad guys. Right. Right. People (laughs) that don't like this stuff are mean and they're bad. (laughs) Right. Yep. So they're, so those are the bullies. Uh huh. Yep. Yeah. And so, and, and they make Tim Allen feel so terrible about himself that he spirals out. Mm. 
Yeah. Um, and so I, I just love that it could have been so different. This movie could have been like, aren't Trekkies dumb? Isn't right. sci-fi stupid? Right. Um, and you suck because you like all that stuff. Uh-huh. Um, which I felt after I watched Ready Player One, I was like, I hate that I like any of this. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know yeah, why dude. I felt that. Just like, I hate being part of this culture after I, <laughs> after I watched Ready Player One. But this movie, I'm like, they, the, the nerds save the world at the end. Dude, literally the Omega 13 would have gone off Yeah, had it not been for... Justin Long. Yep. Anthony George as buddy. Anthony Georgeson. <laughs> so Anthony Georgeson and Steven Nichols. Different Steven. That's funny that two of my best friends in the Hoyt world, Stevens, yep. um, had their Starfleet technical manual. Okay. Let, yep. me, let me just say this real quick. I had that. No like, way. I had, I had the Starfleet technical manual. Yep. I had it on my like, uh, you know, like my, my bed had like a shelf with books on it. Right. It was. I remember it was maroon. I'm sure it's still at my mom's house. Every single readout of every single deck. You know what yep. I mean? We yes. had that, and then we got the DVD interactive. Mm. Like, we had that stuff. Man, that, that thing was amazing, and the graphic design was super good. Um, Here, dude, I got to show you wow. what I wrote here. I don't know if okay. you can read this, but I said, honors fans. Uh-huh, I see that. Not mean-spirited. Wow. Exact same. Like, I love exactly that same thing. Like, they're, somehow they they walk the line of of like kind of poking fun at it. Uh huh. But it's like it's nice. Like it's not mean spirited. It's not um, you know, it's not disparaging about it. Um, it it like pays tribute. Yes. And kind of like making fun at the same time. But somehow it walks that line so perfectly. Yeah, there are you know I mean? definitely laugh lines or like moments of like, oh man, what a geek. At the convention, yeah. right? There's that there's that really big yep. guy that's like, my grandfather's hammer up to. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, totally. So funny. They've got like they've all they all can't quite fit into Dr. Lazarus's yep. headpiece. Yeah, um totally. or all those girls that are dressed up like Sigourney yep. Weaver's character, which I actually love that. Like they yep. um and you know, I can I can speak to this a little bit. I was just at LA Comic Con. Right. Okay. Back yeah. In October. Yeah. I was thinking this was going to come up. Yeah. And um, I think the closest moments that that reminded me of this was um, the office cast was there. Okay. Now it wasn't Steve Carell, it wasn't John Krasinski, and it wasn't Rain Wilson on this panel. It was. Okay. Um, you know, it was the. It was all of the characters that everybody loves. But they weren't the stars. Okay, yep. And they there was a huge panel. Thousands of people came to it. And the I would say the the folks up front, you know, people like Creed and you know, all, all the people that you would think would be on this panel were so moved huh. that people loved them and what they had done and the art that they created. They just couldn't yeah. stop talking about that. They were wow. like I can't believe there are so many people here that care about us and love us. And so I think the people that made this movie um, have been to conventions and know it's not dumb. 
<laughs> it's, yeah. it's not as yeah. stupid as everybody thinks. And yes. there's something important about, um, this is going to sound so dumb, but I'm just going to say it about like honoring yep. art and honoring people that do art. And so yep. let's not make a movie that disparages all that. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. Totally. Now me and Alex did poke some fun, yep. especially at the clown people. <laughs> we had that clowns bit, but mostly we were like, we were walking around saying, dude, that costume's incredible. Or yeah. that, 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 I mean, Comic-Con, there's so many artists there. Like we, we just were in awe of the creativity yeah. that was around us. Um, and so I just love that this movie taps into that side of fandom rather than toxic yep. fandom or making fun of fandom. Yeah. You know, I actually, I actually wrote that down too, that it captured, um, uh, like a moment in time where Comic-Con, QuestCon, whatever, Trekkie stuff. Yeah. It, it's, this is before the internet. Right. You know what I mean? I mean, the internet, okay, internet's going on. It's there. But it's... I know what you mean, though. It's It was before you know what I mean? that... that, that the, it's before it's pre- what the internet is troll, now. Right. It's like, pre-every pre troll can have a microphone. Yeah, I agree. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and so, it's not mean, like, yes. and I, I'm sure there were like there were the bullies in there, mm-hmm. um, but it's not like like uh, a movie comes out, Star Wars, for example, yeah. immediately trash the entire thing. Right. You know what I mean? Just ruin it. Everything new that comes out, most of it gets panned and it's like ruined, you know, yeah. so it's like there, there's still. Um, yeah, it, it's treated in a loving way. Um, actually, here I, I, I was thinking about Alan Rickman uh-huh. um, and this this kind of like. Like I have a hard time not thinking about growth, personal growth in movies. Yeah. Um. I was so it, this this goes on with what you were saying about like Creed, Crete, Crete. What are you talking like about? Like the, the in uh in the office right yeah the office people yep yeah like all those people being honored that people actually liked their mm-hmm. characters liked their work and yeah. there's this amazing arc where you know he's like I'm better than this he kind of has that panic attack at the beginning like i will not say by yes. grapdar's hammer ever again <laughs> and like at the end at the end of the movie the the thermian dies uh-huh and he's like i never had a father yep and he was like and you were a father to me mm-hmm. and it's like in that moment alan rickman or wh- whatever his character name as the actor is like oh my gosh i thought my life's work was like I thought it was like a failure. I ended up being on Star Trek or Galaxy Quest or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But it turns out like I meant so much to many people, including this guy. Yes. And I actually made a difference. Yep. You know, and people loved what I did. And it was almost like a moment of like personal redemption for him right there. And then remember he actually delivered the line. Uh-huh. In, he like, delivers a line he doesn't want to do because he thinks it's yes. trite. He delivers it because he's made this realization that what he did was important to people. Yep. So, okay, let me let me pitch this. I think that's what the movie's about. I think okay. the movie is about wow. um how art is important. And in particular, <laughs> I think the movie is about how movies are important. Um wow. because and we can just run through the rest of the plot here. They yeah. the uh they're at their lowest. And then yep. these actual aliens come to Tim Allen and say, we need your help. 
Mm-hmm. Through a series of events, the entire crew gets up to space where they have recreated everything they've seen on TV on Galaxy uh-huh. Quest. Um, yep. Which is what we talk about. We What we want to do with our list of top 10 movies, we want to send it out and recreate goodness in the world. <laughs> yes, yes. Um, and then the crew has to realize um, we we actually need to do what we are pretending to do. We need to become the heroes that we're pretending to be. Yes. And save this race that considers us so helpful. And then right. uh, they do. Uh, and it, right. that All the Star Trek tropes are there. They have to go down to a planet and get a big yep. ball of silver. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> they have to fly around a, a big uh, minefield. They have to mm-hmm. be clever instead of just strong. Yep. Uh, and and then the the end of the movie is no, we're good, we're important, we have an impact on the world. And I what just I felt do, like did did, yeah. did an actor or a writer or a director that feels like what they do is an important mm-hmm. attached to this movie and say like. Ooh, I can't wait for the world to watch this and see how important we are. I don't know. It, it, it just was curious to me. I think the 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 arc that you're talking about, Dr. Lazarus, Alan Rickman's character goes through, I think is what the movie's yep. about. Yes, totally. Here, let me read. I, I wrote down this quote. Okay. Um, historical documents. Um, he says, um, <laughs> so this is whatever the dude's name is, the lead Thermian guy. Yeah. M- Malthazar. Malthazar, um, yeah. He said... I'm not going to do it in the sound, but he says the past hundred years, our society had fallen into disarray. Our goals, our values had become scattered. But since the transmission of the historical documents, we have modeled every aspect of our society from your example. It has saved us your courage and teamwork and friendship through adversity. In <laughs> fact, our uh, round, uh, sorry, our you has been, sorry, I, was talking to text here you has been taken from the lessons garnered from the historical documents so like they they were falling apart and they saw this like crew yeah that like were on mission working together Mm -hmm. and they were like okay this is like this is the story that we're now gonna try to live out yeah i had someone ask me why are you guys spending so much time on a movie podcast Hmm. I mean, I'm a I'm a minister, right? That's my job. Right. Yep. We we have eleven years of a health podcast under our belts. Uh-huh. And yep. so I, I think what this person was asking me was why would you waste your time on that when you've done such more important things and are doing more important things in your lives? Huh. I don't I do I actually I'm not, I'm gonna unapologetically say besides <laughs> <laughs> The things that inspire me are in this order. My relationship with God. Yep. My kind of personal journey toward health and sharing that with yep. other people. Yep. Third is a good story. Story. Yep. So I like the message of this movie that telling yeah. good stories that are inspiring and that have something behind them, uh, can actually have an impact on the world and make things better. I'm I'm almost like trying to back off of that because it sounds cheesy, but actually 
when I watch a movie or when I read a book, true story or not, and it has a message that um, connects with me, I'm a better person for it. Yep. And and so that's why we're doing this podcast. Well, it's also fun. It's also fun. (laughs) And we get to hang out and talk about stuff we love. But you're like the the further we get into movies, Mm -hmm. like we're we're learning. I, I well, like we're almost like deconstructing part of who we are through the movies that we love. Yeah. You know what I mean? We so almost like, can't I help it, this. right? I mean, when we totally. were talking about Arrival, we're talking about Groundhog Day, those become conversations that we did yep. not see coming. Totally. I, I love that he that he thought, like, like what did Rickman think was going to come of his life? Like, yeah. And, and then the only way you can be great is if you get that. Yep. He didn't get that, whatever that was. Mm-hmm. But then he found out that he had already gotten that and actually the same thing with um tim allen he ends up becoming the person that he was pretending to be right right like those people are better than they actually were and so um they're able to see a model in this case it was one that they were playing themselves but a model of somebody on uh in a movie or in a story and say what would it be like to be more to be better what would it be like to be more like that person um yep so, yeah. Let me say one more thing that I think is funny about Alan Rickman. Okay. The next big role that he plays is in a fantasy series. I mean, huh. and I think it becomes yep. his defining role, Severus Snape in Harry Potter. Right. Yep. Um, so I feel like you even see that him coming out of in Galaxy Quest, somebody who's grumpy and would never play a role like that. Right. A teacher of magic in a kid's movie. Uh-huh. Right. right. That's not Shakespeare. Right. Exactly. And then huh. um, he fully engaged. I mean, I don't know if there's anybody as fully engaged <laughs> acting wise in the Harry Potter movies. He disappears. Yes. Into roles, man. Yeah. Right. Yes. And he it, when he shows up on screen in Sorcerer's Stone, I remember thinking that's who I thought it was. Hmm. That's who I've always imagined Snape to be. Wow. Um, and, and so like, and that actually is a very special role. It's my favorite role in all the movies. Uh, and I, I think if he were kind of above playing fantasy, right, we would, we would have yeah. missed out. And so I love that we get a little taste of that even in galaxy quest. It's cool. Yep. And the voice too, just the voice. He always his talks like is... in the back of his throat, like, Mr. Potter. <laughs> i kind of love too that he had to go through the whole makeup routine Uh you know like they talk about Worf on star trek the next (laughs) generation like he he always had you know or like those kind of characters that had to show up at the trailer like Mm -hmm. three hours before everybody else yeah um to do that and then you know tim allen has to do that tim allen just waltzes in Yep, with his coke. Yep, sunglasses yep. on, hair a mess. Yep, yep. Um, can, I, I'll, I'll do my. Uh, let me tell you about my other favorite scene, and then I'm okay. gonna chunk in about it, which is the okay. chompers. You know what scene I'm talking about? Yep. Um. Yep. It's the very end. Um. And they're they're on the phone with the nerds, and they're like, "Help yep. us! Help us fix this! Help us win!" And yeah. they get to this part where it's just a long hallway 
full of like these pistons, right? Yeah. Smashing together. Yeah. Um, and there's no reason why that should be in it, but they've recreated it because it was in the show. <laughs> it has no function in the, <laughs> this feels like several layers down of meta, right? Like yes. the Thermians have created this thing in the ship that does nothing except for blocks their way to the most right. important thing. And so the, the one of my favorite moments is um, Sigourney Weaver yells, well, I don't know if you notice this. Well, F this. But it's so obviously overdubbed. Oh, really? I did not notice yeah. that. And so I think my next piece of my second piece of evidence is that this movie is PG. Okay. There are a Got couple it. times you can see it. One is when she if she's screaming the F word and they overdub it with, well, screw this, which okay. is just a beautiful moment to me in the movie <laughs> where they're like, we don't want we want actually this movie to be accessible to people. And so we're yes. not going to make it R rated, which I read that there was like a script of this movie that was like dirty. Oh, OK. Um, hmm. There's also this moment where all of a sudden her shirt is like way farther open than it was a scene before. Did you notice that? <laughs> right. Yeah. So her like bras exposed. And it's like th- you never see that scene. I think it must have been huh. cut. Okay. Huh. Um, but I think that the, the PG rating maybe is just kind of one way that they made this movie as accessible as they could. Um, yeah. And so what's happened then is I think it's become a cult classic. This may be our first cult classic movie that we're doing. Yeah. Where it didn't do yep. great in theaters, but yeah. it picked up a ton of steam on VHS and DVD. Uh, oh, yeah. And I think part of that is their decision... And I suspect it was Spielberg's decision to make it PG. Spielberg was involved in this? Okay, get ready for this. Here's my big okay. theory about this movie. Okay. I, th- I think it's ghost directed by Spielberg. Because it's huh. one of their it's one of DreamWorks' first movies. Okay. Ramus walks off. Yep. Ramus walks away because he wanted <laughs> Kevin Klein. <laughs> <laughs> I must have Kevin Klein said well, Aaron Ramis he didn't and want walked. Tim yeah. Allen. Right. Right. For some reason I, I won't so what is that? That's weird. I don't know why he didn't yeah. want Tim Allen, but it was so much like we don't want to do this. Um Spielberg has this new studio. Him and his friends yep. just started. Galaxy yep. Quest is one of their first movies. Well, no. I they're about three or four movies. They're three or four years in at this point, but there's still a lot riding on every movie. Um, yeah. The director that ends up stepping in, I don't even recognize the name. Yeah, I know. I looked him up. Yeah. And Dean um, he Parasot. had done. So he had done TV episodes. Okay. Well, he did okay. some. Yeah, monk, that makes sense. Okay. Um, Interesting. One of the things that Tony Shalhoub is monk, done. right? Right. Right. Yeah. Okay. Yep. <laughs> um, I think. And then I was reading this stuff about um, Stan Winston, who did all the puppets. Yes. Um, which I also love. The practical effects in this movie are great. Um, yep. And there was this little part where they were like, but Spielberg didn't like the puppets. And so mm. he called um, he called the director and said, don't put the puppets in. 
And then huh. the director called Spielberg back and convinced him that the puppets were a good idea. Spielberg has a has his his hands in this movie in some way. Got it. Just yeah. like he did in Goonies, right? Richard Donner directed, but yeah. all the behind the scenes stuff you see Spielberg directing. <laughs> like, <laughs> right, <what the> heck? <laughs> totally. <laughs> I my suspicion is he does this a lot. Wow. And yeah. th- this this movie was ghost directed by Spielberg. I love that. That's that's an amazing theory. So we'll see. Let me but I, okay. I think he likes a PG movie. He likes it accessible to people. And so I think he was like, you can't say that. You can't yell the F word. We got to overdub that. Use the TV overdub. Yeah. And just put it in the theatrical release <laughs> and cut okay, the scene where her shirt gets ripped open. Right. Yeah. So let's make this so that families can come to it. Yeah. Right. Um, I have an, another accessibility to it thing okay. real quick, yeah. um, which is that. I think it's amazing that they did basically a Star Trek movie, mm-hmm. um, but you don't have to know anything about Star Trek. Yeah, that's to good. Love it. I, I think you're right. You know what I mean? Yep. That because that was they could have made it so much more like this is referencing to this, this is referencing to that, and if you haven't seen them, no point in really watching Galaxy Quest. There might have been some better, bigger payoffs for a smaller audience. Yeah. Um, but there were enough nuggets that you're like, dude. Uh, cliffhanger episode of a serial um, Star Trek episode that's best of both worlds. Yep. Um, the rock monster. Yes. Um, you know, like any number of things you're like, this was that Star Trek episode, but you didn't need to know that at all. No. Yeah. So I, I you know like I mean? that it adds a layer of um, insider, right? Like, oh, th- that's yep. more funny because you know that when, yeah. uh, when a ship gets kind of bonked into on Star Trek, they all kind of like fly around, right? And they're, they yeah. jump around and you can kind of tell they're just jumping around and that happens yes. in this movie. But you don't need to yep. know that to enjoy yep. the movie. Yeah, I mm-hmm. like that. It's very accessible in that way. Yep, totally. Cool. Um, Did you have any other exhibits? I do. Okay, let me chunk Let's in. Let's do your last one. Did, with, my, with my last one here. Yep. Super quick on this one, dude. Last one, and it's it's about lots of things. I'm just gonna say is the score. Really? Wow. No, now, I d- I but, like but the score, it. and it was recognizable to me. Like when we yep. put it on, I knew the I knew the light motif. <laughs> okay, right. Do 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 do. Mm-hmm. Not the best, but here's what here's what I mean. I don't really mean the score. Okay. But I love that it takes everything like that seriously. Okay. Like you could have had a dumb throwaway score, but it's like pretty sweet. Yeah. You know That's what I true. mean? Like like um you could have had bad special effects, but the special effects are legit for yep. 1999. I agree. You know what I mean? Like yeah. it has everything that a great Star Trek movie would need. Uh-huh. Um and so like the jokes mm-hmm. are like are within a world that feels like professional. That's great. I you like know what that. I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I like that the theme of the TV show ends up being in the score of the movie. Yeah. Like, like you, like, um, it's not like, well, the TV show's dumb and that was a cheesy score, yeah. but you actually get that theme again when they're actually doing things in the movie. I think that's yeah. cool. 
Yeah. So the the, the composer uh, David Newman, I think, yeah. is his name. Yeah. I saw um, that. His um. So his brother is Thomas Newman, who did like Wally, Shawshank Redemption. Okay. Tons of amazing stuff. His dad was Alfred Newman, who did movie square after movie square. So it's like a super duper musical family. Huh. Um. But I think he worked a good bit with Jerry Goldsmith, who is a Star Trek yep. guy, composer. As discussed and... on our Alien app, right? Yep, totally. So, you know, he he just he did a great job with making it feel like a space opera feel. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's just indicative of, like, yeah, of the special effects yep. of, um, yeah, of, of all that, again, like, feeling, feeling like almost like a star trek movie yeah but somehow with like the fourth wall removed mm-hmm. yep you know what i mean like i love movies like that where they peek behind the scenes yes um and then in this one they peek behind and then they end up becoming mm-hmm. becoming it you yeah know, it's so meta yep it's great and I, I i like this kind of movie i like three amigos this feels like three amigos in space bugs life sort of yeah. does it too which is like yeah. we were acting like this but actually, we really want to be this. Right. And what people need most is this. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I really I really like that kind of thing. But I, I hadn't thought about the score doing that same thing. But that's really cool. Love it. Yep. I that's like tough. how it ends. I think the that they end back into a uh, quest con. Right? Genius. Book ended by quest con. So yep. good. Super great. They're celebrated again, and the the people that are at the convention don't even quite realize what they're celebrating. It's just like, whoa, these yeah. special effects look great. <laughs> a spaceship <laughs> actually crashed into the convention center. Um, oh, they do it. And then I like, I can't remember his name right now, but he's a um, kids in the hall actor. Is that announcer at the end? Um, oh, shoot. Who, uh, who I think... Kevin... Kevin something you're um, right um yeah and and he is doing some great work there at the very yeah. end of the movie where a guy comes out and he goes another shipmate <laughs> it's it's Dr. Lazarus he's British give it up for him he's British he's British <laughs> yeah and so I just like I, we talked about this a little bit in um Groundhog Day when even bit parts the are yep. so funny and they're just going yep. for it. I just feel like that's kind yep. of rare nowadays is that mm-hmm. everything's so superstar driven that everything else is kind of background and not there where this really feels like an ensemble, even with the very bit parts like that. It's great yes. work. So good ensemble. That's exactly it. Yep. Which they also need to learn, right? Tim Allen needs to learn that lesson. It's yep. not all about him. It's about the ensemble. Dude, I love how um, he's a like how he motivates Alan Rickman's character at the beginning by mm-hmm. saying the show must go on. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like he knew how to get to that British actor. Yep. Because because you can even see it in his. He's like, you're right. I am an actor. Like, yeah. Let's do this. Yep. <laughs> I like that. No. Okay. Wait. There's one issue I have with it. I'll strike this from the okay. record. I, I wish Great. that they had ended. Now, I, I kind of like the way they end, which is like they're re- we're rebooting the show. And so it's like the next right. generation, right? I wish instead yep. it had been Galaxy Quest the movie. 
So like Star Trek, they had the TV series and then they made a movie of it. I wish it had ended on finally we're making a Galaxy Quest movie, which we're actually watching. And so I think that would have. That's good. Made one extra layer of, uh, you know, joke, uh, like another wink about Star Trek and the way it works. But um, I do actually like the end that where it's like, and now we're actually all in the show again. Yeah, that's pretty fun. So what would you like it if then a sequel had been like a movie? Oh, that would have been fun. And they're always talking about a sequel, right? Um, right. And a, or a TV show. I've heard too that they were going to actually make yeah. a Galaxy Quest TV show. Um, but then Alan Rickman died. And I think they stopped yeah. talking about that. Hmm. Oh, yeah, yeah you, you can't have it without him. That is so sad. Yeah, it's so sad. He's so great. Yep. Okay. Um, well, there you have it, folks. Our four exhibits. First is that it satirizes the nerd culture without making fun of it. Treats it lovingly. The cast. Oh, actually, the cast is the first one. That's exhibit A. The cast. Exhibit B is uh, parody, but not mean-spirited. The third piece of evidence is its accessibility, including the PG rating. And then the fourth is even the score is good. Yep. (laughs) (laughs) The The seriousness. Cut cost on that even. Yeah. Yep. Pretty sweet. Okay. So we're going to put up a... um, an insta poll on instagram that's perfect movie podcast on instagram you can go to our website perfectmoviepodcast.com and vote there yes or no you can go to facebook that's facebook.com slash two gomers we're going to put a poll up there um you can even send us an email perfectmoviepodcast at gmail.com and just tell us the name of the movie and yes or no and of course head over to apple podcasts give us a review we always love that check out our other podcast Two Gomers lose 20 in 2020 where it just has nothing to do with this. We're just trying to lose some weight. <laughs> My favorite transition in our whole podcast universe, dude, is yeah. when you have to finish Perfect Movie by saying, come over to this other one where we're trying to lose weight. I think it's weirder the other way around when, we're, when we've talked for a while about losing weight and then we're like, oh yeah, we also watch movies. Go check that out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, dude. Uh, next week is the Groundhog Day results show. Very nervous. Oh, man. Oh, dear. You better make it. Listen, folks, you better. <laughs> we can't <laughs> lean on the audience too much, but we do right. love Groundhog Day. Yes. So good. Sweet. Okay. Great. Great ep. Super fun. My, my classic send off. Great ep. Yep. Just to let everybody know it was great. If you're having any regrets listening to this, we're, we're letting you know it was great. Never give up. Never surrender. Never surrender. Oh, I just By Grathar's hammer. I will yep. avenge thee. Uh, all right. Sweet, dude. Well, uh, we'll see you next week. All right, dude. Have a great week. Happy viewing. says